Welcome to episode 280 of Grid Talk. Today, we're here to review the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. My name is Ruby Price, and joining me, we have Grid Talk co-host Tom Downey. Hello. And Grip Strip podcast host, Philip Matthew. Hello. Before we get into the episode, we must thank our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get all the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And for, before you do that, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 72% of people who aren't yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So Max Verstappen convincingly won the Miami Grand Prix today after starting from P9, after the Red Bulls were in a league of their own against the Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso. Tom Downey, Max called it simply bleeping lovely. Was it so? Uh, yes. I mean, you know, it was pretty. It was a perfect day out for for the Bulls. Um, no doubt there will be a bit of uh, there'll be a bit of discussion over. Oh, you started Max on the house and check on the medium, so Max had the better strategy, you know, and all that. You just know that there's going to be some adenoidal people like that, and some, you know, it, it's, it's you know, people are going to be going, oh well, you know, Brazil last year and all the rest of it. They're going to be trying to engineer a fallout. Netflix probably gonna have a field day making up a story storyline as well. Um, but no, it was just it, it was it was just a perfect day for them. You, you know, Max did what he needed to. He kept his nose clean in um in 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 the opening lap because it'd be very easy for him to you know to make a dive bomb, make a lunge. And I think a few years ago we'd have seen that. Um, but you know, he just kept his nose clean, did what he needed to do. Those hards turned out to be a very, very good race tire as well. Because the mediums they grained very quickly and quite heavily. We saw it with Alonso because he went because because he's he's a minus twelve on for for Plan A, um, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, Max you know, did what forty three laps, I think, so it's odds on on the hard tires. I'm still setting like fastest sectors after forty one laps or something on those tires. It's like you know, I, I said in Slack, there's a chance he can move to softs. He didn't. He went to medium, sensible. Real Perez in Perez put up a pretty valiant defense to be fair you know i was expecting max to go through easier than than he did but it was always going to happen and yeah sailed off into the wind deserved the win and checo did very well off, off the line because historically he's not done that well off the line you know, as we you know we've seen a few times singapore last year being a notable exception where he beat signs off the line but yeah you, you know came home p2 never under threat from anybody behind him and it was it was a good day for the, for the Bulldogs to finish P1 and P2. Yeah, it was lap 45 that Verstappen ended up going to on those hard tires and came out, you know, just two seconds behind Verstappen, not even two seconds behind Perez. And that was with a slow stop by Red Bull standards. But really, Phil Checo led from the start, but pitting early in his championship rival for the hards handed the advantage to Max. Was Checo ever going to win today? 
I mean, early on, if he didn't have the graining, Ruby, I think there might have been a chance. It just didn't seem like he was able to get away, uh, like in previous races where he's been in that similar position. But I would also say that even in that case, uh, Verstappen has kind of always figured out a way, um, whether it's a combination of his own work, the team, or just everything together. Um those positions, times when he isn't in, an, he's out of position, he usually makes that time up very quickly. Um, in this case, he was only maybe about a second and a half ahead of Alonzo at any time, maybe he got to 1.8 seconds, and that really wasn't going to be enough. They got into a DRS train of sorts, um, you know, the Mercedes being dogs. Uh, of cars on straightaways. You have the Alpines, you know, trying to get past all of them was, was simple. The Ferraris doing their Ferrari thing. So, I mean, in the end, the hard tire being the better tire and the fact that Max didn't really have any resistance whatsoever. Um, once he got up to fourth place, it basically was, or third place, really, because he wasn't really worried about Gasly. Um, it, it was going to be game on, and he had the advantage. They would trade fastest laps. But, I mean, for Checo, in the end, getting second place, I think he probably wanted to win. It probably didn't work out the way he wanted to. But, uh, you know, on to Imola and see what happens over there. Now we're kind of going to get into a little bit of a rhythm with this season uh, and Checo now 14 points back. He doesn't want it to keep on expanding. Um, he's going to have to respond here over these next two races, which of course, Imola and Monaco. Yeah, absolutely. And really this was kind of the result that Red Bull should be getting this season. And that's where everyone should be expecting them to be. Max Verstappen obviously winning is the expectation that we're getting. Perez in that Red Bull should be P2 minimum um, is, you know, what we're expecting and what really should be happening and is probably going to happen for the rest of the season whilst this Red Bull is such a dominant car. Tom, um, looking at the Aston Martins, Fernando Alonso P3, Lance Stroll P12. Alonso had such space around him, he was watching Stroll on the screens around track. How did the Astons get on today? Um, on the face of it, you'd say mixed, you know, sort of like contrasting fortunes because obviously Alonso on the podium and Stroll at the points. But given the absolute clangor that Stroll had in quality, to work his way back back up to P12, pretty good result, I'd say, for, for, for Stroll. Probably disappointed he didn't get in the points, but, you know, you were, you know, you, you, you went, you went fairly long on the hards. Um it didn't quite pay off for him because he was stuck in traffic a bit more, and obviously you know, the Aston didn't work through the field like the um, like the Red Bull did. But I mean, P12, it's it's a good result. Um, you know, I think Stroll can still take a lot of positives from it. And Alonso, yeah, I mean, next next week or week after when we're in, I think we're in Imola next. Somebody give the man an iPad in his car, you know, or you know, or or, or a one plus. Thing or, or somebody give him a tablet so he can load up Netflix in case he gets bored of watching his own teammate on the screens. Um, because if he's gonna have that much space in front of him and behind him, he's gonna be bored, he's gonna be so bored. 
you know, you're driving around just like, you know, just like, oh, you know, I wonder if I'll watch another episode of, you know, Breaking Point or something on, on, on Netflix. Or maybe he'll watch Strike to Survive. Who knows? He loves Looking the forward to watch. that weird camera reception of like being on board with Alonso, <laughs> so, watching something else. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just, you know, the helmet cam's going to have a lot of fun so far on that one. But, um, but yeah, no, you, you know, P, P3, it was as good as he was going to get. I thought if he is going to get a jump on che- on Checo, it'll be right at the start. But they both got pretty good starts, and yeah, you you, you had a bit of a buy into turn one, but realised pretty quickly that you know Checo had the measure of him, and you know it was a good bit by Checo, like I said. Um, I mean, yeah, Aston that's what four podiums out of five races now. I think um, you know the car still does have pretty damn good pace. Uh, whether they're going to win, I think they'll need a few things to go their way for them to get a win. But I think, you know, if both the Red Bulls DNF'd or whatever, Alonso, you know, provided the weekend was going his way, he'd, he'd be in with a good shout. He just showed that again today. And I was one of the ones who was a big critic of Alonso when he came back in because I was one of the ones who said, you know, oh, that seat should be given to a young driver, you know, Jack Doohan or, um, you know, uh, you know, there was Piastri at the time or, you know, Joe or, you know, anybody else from the Alpine Academy, if it's even still going. Uh, I've been proven well and truly wrong. Um, I think even before Alonso went to Aston, I think he proved us wrong. So, yeah, so I'm, if we get a lot of drivers who stick around, you could argue too long in F1. I don't think Alonso's one of them. And he's proved us why yet again. The opposite of Kimi in his latter years, at least. Uh, looking at, the uh, Mercedes, Phil, it wasn't the best of first stints with Lewis Hamilton being stuck in a DRS train, but it was a stronger second half. George Russell showing how he rolls to come home in P4. Lewis fighting up to P6. Yeah, they made uh, they made chicken salad out of, you know what, uh, out of a weekend where the pace of the cars and one of the races where a year ago the obvious issues with their car came to f- the forefront uh the same problems that have existed since the start of this this kind of whatever what they built up uh have uh continued but to take what didn't look like was going to be a great weekend and to get decent points out of it uh is is a is, about as best you can they're only six points behind aston martin at the moment for second in the constructors championship lewis now maintains fourth place in the drivers george is now only four points behind carlos signs for fifth so i mean it's uh i guess a recovery weekend of sorts now that that this this famed upgrade is coming for the Parmigiano Reggiano Grand Prix. We'll see if uh, uh, Mercedes can actually look like a decent car for the first time in a while uh, outside of Brazil last year. Um, they're not going to be on Red Bull's pace, but can they compete with the Astons? Can they compete with the Ferraris and then solidify themselves in that second place uh, hold in the constructors and give themselves a chance maybe later in the year to maybe compete for some wins? Uh, and uh, be regular podium contenders. Yeah, absolutely. And sort of right now you get the feeling that if there was an inter-team collision between the Red Bulls that took them both out of the race, the the only team that's going to pick up that win at the minute is probably Aston Martin. Um, 
what Mercedes will probably be hoping for is that this Imler upgrade puts them in the contention for that because really, you know, like we've all been saying all season so far, it looks like it's going to just take some DNFs for anyone else to get some victories this season. But um, moving on to the Ferraris, Tom, uh, Carlos Sainz finishing P5 with that five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Um, must have forgotten to press the limiter just in time, um, but also very much just a bad lockup. Uh, Leclerc finishing P7 after being passed by Hamilton in the late stages of the race. Uh, after their pace in Baku, will today's result be disheartening for the Scuderia? Um, not really, because they'll just be pleased that Leclerc kept it at the wall. Um, you know, because he seemed to make a habit of it this weekend. Um, lucky that he didn't take an engine penalty for, uh, or, or, sorry, or, or a gear. Lucky he didn't take a penalty for a new gearbox. There we are. Sorry, it's late. Um, and I'm struggling how, how to human. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, given the sort of pace they had last, uh, last week in Baku, and then they showed some all right pace in quality, you know, you know, they were always sort of nipping at the heels of, um, of, of the Red Bulls. I think today, it's just stupid error by signs to you know, lock up like that go, going into the pitch. You know, he should have, uh, you know, he, 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 he should have done better ultimately. Um, but, you know, equally everybody makes mistakes and it's only the second year they've been on this circuit. So, you know, maybe cut him a bit of slack. But it was it, as, soon, as, as soon as I saw that lock up, I thought, mm, I wonder if he's speeding in the pit lane. And then, you know, all the other, com- you know, all the commentators said it as well. We said it in Slack and yeah. Slam dunk five seconds. Ultimately, didn't mean anything because he got overtaken on track by Hamilton. Um, and yeah, that was his race sort of done, really. Um, they had a bit of a nothing race. Sainz certainly had a bit of a nothing race. And Leclerc was stuck trying to battle uh, Magnussen for quite a lot of it. You know, those those two were having a great scrap. I wish the TV coverage would have shown more of that because, you know, sometimes we cut to it and they'd be like side by side going through that middle sector that sort of long right-hander, which is like the opposite of the long... It's like an inverted turns, sort of like two two and three and four in Sochi, you know, that sort of long left-hander. Um, you know, there's one of those in Jeddah as well. It was a, it was a really good scrap Leclerc had, but you just think Leclerc should be scrapping with the Astons or the Mercs. He should be scrapping for the final podium spot or P2 or... You know, you should be fighting for a position which is way more up there, not P7, P8. And he's only got himself to blame because he made the error in quality and he couldn't make his way up the grid. So, you know, you you you, you reap what you sow or you didn't sow in his case. Yeah, absolutely. It very much did put him out of position for today in qualifying yesterday and Put a lot of other people out of position, but at the same time, those cars did manage to recover a lot of their positions, whereas, you know, Leclerc only just made it up to P7. And, you know, when Max Verstappen starting in P9, albeit different cars, you can make it up to P2 or 3 in a Ferrari, surely. You know, surely. Um, But yeah, after a catastrophic weekend, well, after two catastrophic weekends for Alpine, uh, Gasly and Ocon coming home in P8 and 9 for the French team will be a crumb of comfort, don't you think, Phil? Yeah, they've. it's been a a fortuitous start, I guess, in some ways for them. Uh, The two French drivers that, depending on who you ask, do like each other, don't like each other, or uh, 
does it really matter because Otmar Safnow is their team principal. But um, they did finish eight and nine. Of course, they're in the they're in the mix right now with uh, Mercer McLaren. Sorry, um, the the same battle they had last year for a lot bigger placing or last few year or few years ago they had a they were battling for a lot more. Now they're battling for fifth in the constructors, way behind the top four teams. And uh, they've lost a huge amount of ground to Aston Martin relative to where they've been uh, the last few years towards them. So it's, uh, they, I think now with the, this break and now coming back for the European season, those are two teams we have to look at to see what they're going to bring to the table um, upgrade wise, what they can do to try to make some impression on the top five, um, definitely staying in the top 10, because I think there is a, I mean, there already is a delineation of the top four and everybody else, but, um, I think it's time to kind of go and get themselves out of that second tier and maybe your second tier amongst all the teams and then maybe make their own second tier and, and separate themselves from some of these other teams uh, like the Ferrari customers and Alpha Tori and Williams. Yeah, absolutely. And Pierre Gasly as well, kind of keeping his nose clean, which is important for him, obviously with, you know, the race, the potential race ban that's still looming, but just keeping it clean until we reach the point of him not having, you know, one point until a race ban, you know, that's ultimately the ultimate goal, I think, for uh, Alpine and Pierre Gasly so far this season. And a home Grand Prix for Haas and Kevin Magnussen fought his way to claim the final point in P10 and Nico Hulkenberg coming home P15. Tom, were you impressed by K-Mag today, who really had his elbows out at times? I was I was impressed with the way he was diving, yeah. Um, and... You know, if you look at it on paper, it's like you know, okay, you know, he he started P four and he finished P ten. So you know, so if 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 somebody looked at it, uh, you know, and and saw that I was saying he had a good race, but didn't watch the race, they they they'd be saying, um, you know, what he won about. But you know, it was uh, it, it, he he fought well. You know, like I said, he was fighting Declare. He was holding his own. He wasn't rolling over, you know. And he was he was putting he was putting in some good scraps, and to to get a point for for Haas, it's it's good for them, you know, because they, they've they've had a very sort of mixed start to the season. Um, but you, you know, a, a point is good because you know all, all every point matters ultimately, especially when you're in that sort of like midfield scrap. Um, hopefully, they can start to build some momentum. Um, Hulk, I mean, he moved up places. He pitted fairly early after Haas. I think he only pitted on like, I, I don't even know if he was on to. I think like, it was 35. Or yeah, it was, like it was something like that. Yeah, because I remember looking at it thinking he's got to do 27 odd laps or something on on mediums, which is, which when you saw how they were grading was going to be a tall order. And I think he suffered a bit for that. I think Haas might have been hoping for a safety car at some point. Um, you know, almost trying to, trying to sort of, you know, reverse card of last week. But, didn't happen. We actually had all twenty finishers as well. Um, so yeah, it was a, a bit of a quiet race for for for, for Nico. Um, but again, brought the car home. P twelve, not bad. Um, 
And uh, was he P12 or P14? Sorry. P15. A P15. A blink of your neck. It was Stroller's P12. I do apologize. Um, I need to get a coffee and go to bed. Um, <laughs> not at the same time, though. Um, and then, uh, and yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, came out, like I said, good good point for the team. Um, you know, hope, hopefully, hopefully Gene House will be happy because I believe he was there today. Yeah, absolutely. And, a team who very much kind of are relying on the happiness of their owner to just continue their um, involvement in the sport. Cause you know, there's a lot of times where we keep hearing Gunter saying, got to make a call to Gene, got to make a call to Gene um, just to, you know, cover off those broken stuff and FP one as well, you know, with uh, Hulkenberg crashing out, it's going to get expensive. I'll undo everything they've done by dropping uh, Mick Schumacher. Um, but, Phil, let's look at the Alpha Tauris. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, the first of the non-point scorers, missing out by one and a half seconds. Um, but his teammate needed to pit for a new front wing after an amateur-looking move into turn one on that one. Um, not the best weekend yet again for the Red Bull sister team. Yeah, they. I, I really don't know what has happened with AlphaTauri over the last couple of years. Uh, they were we were at twenty twenty, and Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. He would always be one of those first guys that was that midfield tier and would get themselves right in the mix. I think this new the uh, uh, formula has completely left them out to lunch. And all those rumors about them selling and people wanting to buy in and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the drive constant driver changes and, you know, now toast is gone, which is a bonus anyway. Um, and they're getting some guy from Ferrari, which to be fair means they're probably going to still be in the same place. But um, yeah, I, I don't really know. I think for um, DeVries, he's pressing a bit to compensate for a car that really isn't there. Yuki Tsunoda has been at this how many years and he's finally kind of learned to calm himself down. The car still isn't very good. It's more of a case of trying to hope for a lot of carnage and get these, get a points finish. Otherwise they're really going to have a hard time um, having the pace or trying to do it on merit. So uh, finishing 11th place, about the best they could ask for uh, on this day. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens at their home Grand Prix in uh, Imola here in a couple of weeks' time, if uh, Alpha Tori can actually do anything. Yeah, definitely. Tom, the Alfa Romeo struggled around the Miami circuit today and Bottas faded away after he was passed by the Merck of Lewis Hamilton. Something they need to fix before the triple header of Imola, Monaco and Spain? Um, oh god, here we go. Um, I mean, look, I, I they're, they're confusing at the minute because that they'll be you know, they were P1 and 2 in FP1, which I know was an entire representative, especially as it was running at a different time this weekend. Um, but you, you know, they they were they, they were really really quick, and then you know, and, and then hang on a minute, I'm sorry, I'm meant to be talking about Sauber. Alfa Romeo, yeah. Alfa Romeo, yeah. And sorry, you said Hamilton. I'm, I'm basically... Um, no, it's, yeah. I do apologise. That's one That's one for the clips. Um, late nights. Late uh, night yeah, shows. Exactly, yeah. You know, this is 
you know, I can't believe people actually listen to me drone about not drone on about this. Um, let's try that again. Sauber, no, Alfa Romeo, God's sake. Um, they, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, okay. Bottas into Q3, Joe, you know, exited um, stage right at, you know, at, 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 in Q2. I don't think points were ever really on the cards for them. Um, Given given the way um, you know, given given the way they sort of almost got there, not a bit by luck, but with other teams coming from coming from behind, I think they're always going to fall back. Bottas put up a good fight with um, with, with Hamilton, but I think it was ultimately it was ultimately in vain because Hamilton had DRS and Newark is a better package than the Alfa Romeo. Got it right this time. Um, yeah, it was a. a Bit of a bit of a quiet race for them. I think they'll be disappointed not to have been in the points. And given where they were this time last year, it's not looking too promising for them. You know, they, you know, they can't wait for that sort of German sort of input of money and sort of branding and what well, not branding, but you know, sort of you know, like technical stuff soon enough. I don't think. Um, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, like I said last year, they were looking pretty strong, but that's because they they have they have the weight limit of the car sorted, where most of the teams didn't. As as the other teams sort sorts out the weight of their car, Alfa Romeo haven't looked that quick, and I think that's carried on over to the season. You know, they stuck with a you know, more or less the same design philosophy, and yeah, it's 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 not proving great, is it? Because we've seen a few times where they've been you know, both knocked out in Q one or you know knocked out Q one Q two. You know, today we saw that you know Bottas didn't really have the pace, and you know, yes, he put up a good defence, which just wasn't enough. And Joe put it early and didn't, to be honest, didn't really see anything of him on the coverage. He was never really in contention for points. So, uh, so yeah, not a not a not a brilliant outing for them. Absolutely not. And also, Phil, a poor day at the office from the Williams with Logan Sargent finishing a lap down at his home Grand Prix. And Alex Albon coming home in P14 just behind Valtteri Bottas. A bit of an anonymous race for them. Yeah, it was uh, a brutal weekend for Logan Sargent coming home to Florida uh, for the first of three U.S.-based rounds, but the closest to his home, of course. Uh, never had pace the whole weekend, was basically at the bottom of the timesheets with Nick DeVries the whole time, struggled. Then had issues during the race, was a lap down and off the pace. Albon, great qualifying for them, uh, was the highlight of the weekend. And then once the race started, you know, I think his claim to fame today was being right in front of Lewis in the initial part of the race. And then once that ended, uh, that was it. Uh, So it's really... uh, a bummer for both of them guys. It wasn't a great day at the office. Kind of makes me concerned about what we're going to see at some of these other tighter circuits. Um, we'll see at uh, Imola, which is essentially a bunch of straights and a couple of hairpins. Maybe they can compete a little bit more. Um, I think that's really where we have to see where they're going to be uh, pace-wise. Uh, both the Imola race and um, at uh, Catalonia, right after Monaco, those two races I think are really going to determine a lot for what Williams is going to be able to do relative to the cars around them, the Haas's and Alpha Tories and of and Alpha Romeos of the world. 
Definitely. Um, and another team that um, had a bit of a very, well, a very disappointing weekend, Tom. Um, we thought McLaren made progress in Baku, but it was a very underwhelming slap back to reality for Lando Norris in P17 and Oscar Piastri finishing a lap down in P19. Um, a weekend to forget and hoping they bounce back next time while Lando Norris has been on the podium several times. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's going to be another podium in Imola next weekend. I think it would take some divine intervention from above for that to happen. Um, it's yeah, McLaren. As you know, after last weekend, you know, they're thinking, okay, you know, we we got some pace and you know we got points and yeah. Now this weekend they've come to the, to the track, both knocked out in Q one. Uh, Lando, he got unlucky because he got. Slaps by um by Devries at the um at the start. That's not a very technical way of saying it, but he did get absolutely punted off. Um, because he, he'd actually made a lightning start. I know he's on softs, but he'd made an absolute lightning start. Um, but unfortunately, he was punted off, and that ruined his race. Um, and then his then his teammate, you know, um, Piastri had to pit for a new front wing on on lap two. I think maybe started lap three, and yeah, slapped him on hards. And then that was it. That was that was their race over. That's that's what we saw. You know this. Um, you know this B spec that we've seen in Baku. I struggle to see the difference between that and the spec before. I mean, at least they're not having to top it up with hydraulic fluid every five minutes. And Piastri is not a risk of getting electrocuted. So I suppose that's progress. Good job, McLaren. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I, I don't have much to say. Lando looks like he's regretting all of his life choices at the minute. And I don't blame him because two years ago, he got a pole position. He was getting a couple of podiums. He was on the podium in Monaco and, you know, you know all sorts. He, he got, he got, a, he got a pole position. He was chasing down his first win in two, in two consecutive races. He was winning contention for the, um, uh, you know, of, 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 of the races. But yeah, it's just, it's just come crashing down, and I feel for him. You know, he's committed his future for a long time to, to McLaren. I wonder how long that's going to last, and especially if someone like Hamilton decides to retire, or if you know Leclerc moves on from Ferrari because there's a bit of disharmony there. Lando's got to be one of the hottest drivers around because we've seen what he can do in a quick car, and you know we've we've seen. Um, yeah, you know, he's just. I I feel for him. I really feel. I feel for both of them. Yeah, certainly um, a, another fall in grace for McLaren, obviously. And like you say, a few seasons ago, Lando Norris was fighting for his first wins in two consecutive races. Now he's fighting to finish on the final lap. And that's not where McLaren want to be. Um, but that was all of the teams um, for this Miami Grand Prix. For the first time, let's do an official driver of the day voted for by um, our Grid Talk team. Um, officially, Max Verstappen. Tom, do you agree with this? Was Max Verstappen your driver of the day? Yes. Um, I mean, P9 to P1, it's, you know, how can you not? I know I know the Red Bull is quick, um, and people would be saying, you know, oh, you know Max is... Um, <laughs> thanks, Phil. But, you know, you know I, I know people would be saying, you know, Max is... Uh, yeah, we should be expecting that from him, and yes, we should. But, you know, he, he held the pace when he needed to. He... You know, he was, you know, he eked out the tyres, he kept the pace, he managed his fuel low because both the Red Bulls apparently had underfueled a bit. Um, 
and yeah, he, 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 you know, some people say, oh, Red Bull engineered this win. Nah, Max earned it. He put his teammate under pressure. You know, Checker made a mistake, which ultimately cost him because um, the gap dropped from about 15 to 17 seconds. And yeah, Max, driver of the day. And Phil, your driver of the day, does it line up with Grid Talk and Tom Downey? I there's there's some jokes. There's a deal where uh, what is it? Uh, the comedian, uh, great impersonator, um, Frank Caliendo was doing Stephen A. Smith, and he went and responded to Stephen A. Smith with "Ditto." So yeah, ditto. Um, I'll just go with whatever Tom said because that's his guy. I'll <laughs> I'll keep it positive here. The Max Verstappen officially Grid Talk Driver of the Day. Um, and now, obviously, a chance to give uh, panelists a chance for a bit of self-promo. So, Tom, as part of a Grid Talk co-host, you are also one of the co-hosts of Formula Talk. Do you want to give us a bit about that, please? Yeah, so Formula Talk was... Um, the idea came about from Sophia, who's of, you know, who's, who's the main host and you know, and co-host of this and panellists. Yeah, so um, between us, uh, we talk about F2, F3, F1 Academy... Um, and we will ultimately be diving into yet more series. We, we've got to keep a lid on it because we can't do every series under the sun. Because I do actually have to work and breathe, you know, in 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 around do, doing doing most sports shows. Um, but yeah, no uh, Formula Talk. You can find it on. Well, you just find it anywhere. You can find Grid Talk. It's under the same um, publication. So you know. So if uh, make sure you've got your notifications on for new episodes on wherever you get your podcast. Because whenever you see Grid Talk, you'll also see Formula Talk. Yeah, absolutely. And Phil, Grip Strip Podcast, give us the pitch. Yeah, Grip Strip Podcast. Uh, we're uh, coming up on 168 this coming week. Talk about all things motorsports. The easy way of talking about it or saying it is if you like things that go fast, you can hear it here on the Grip Strip Podcast. Uh, talking about Formula One. We'll talk about the NASCAR race that's about to end here in five laps. Uh, we'll also talk about IndyCar in the month of May, uh, the Indianapolis Grand Prix, and a wide array of other motorsports or two- and four-wheeled variety. Myself and my co-host, Joshua Fine, a former uh, contributor here on the Grid Talk. Uh, you can find us at uh, Grip Strip Podcast on YouTube, at Gripstrip Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Philip G. Matthew on Twitter and Josh at JP Huffine there. And he's USailor2 on, um, what do you call, Discord, where he goes and shows his prowess on iRacing as a former iRacing Indy 500 champion, since that doesn't theoretically exist anymore. So um, thanks as always. Great job, Ruby. Um, hosting your first post-race show of 2023, and um, great to be on with my my buddy Tom and um, for everybody here and Aiden for the great work he does behind the scenes. So thanks to everybody here on the Great Grid Talk crew. Thank you, Phil. And if anyone wants to find me on any of the socials, it's at Rubes, R-U-U-B-E-Z, um, where, you know, you can find my opinions on things which, you know, I like to get. Uh, not argumentative, but I like an opinion and I've got a few. 
Um, but Grid Talk is available on YouTube where most episodes are recorded live. We will just, you know, hang around for a little bit after the show just to talk about that showmanship of an intro. I think there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we can definitely talk about there. Um, and also just answer a few of your comments in the live chat that's been going on. But also we are available on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our huge back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to the qualifying and the race results. You can consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights and better recording equipment. And also make sure you subscribe to the first know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more F1 content. Thank you very much for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online and goodbye.